and to be initiated by the individual, we have to change that trend. And, of course, even when we are devotees of the Lord still, if you do find some tendencies that are militating against this, meaning if you, whatever tendencies we find, of sometimes violating a value. Naturally, there are, in, there are insecurities and therefore there are, there is selfishness within. And whenever I act out of self-centeredness, out of insecurity, then I'm going to violate the value. <coughs> so, for us to recognize those tendencies which will be there in us and work with them, that is what we would call the process of self-growth. So that the devotion becomes more and more evident. It's all there because love is our nature. It's the nature of the self. And therefore to be devoted to Ishwara is something natural. As Pudya Swamiji said that the connection that the little child has with the mother is a natural connection. And thus our connection with Ishwara is very natural. In fact so natural that he is our own self. And knowingly or unknowingly we only love him. As we said the other day, what everyone wants in their life is nothing but happiness and everlasting happiness, unconditional happiness, which amounts to saying that everyone loves Satchitananda. This is what everyone loves. Nobody loves ignorance, everybody loves knowledge or wisdom. Nobody wants to be called a fool or stupid. Nobody likes to be stupid, everybody likes to be wise. Nobody loves death, everybody wants to live. Nobody wants sorrow, everybody wants happiness, naturally. So there is a natural love for Sat meaning existence, Sit meaning knowledge, and Ananda meaning happiness, natural love. And so everybody is the devotee of Satchit Ananda. It's natural because that is my nature, and therefore I'm going to be a devotee. Not knowing how to secure the Satchit Ananda, people employ various means, that is where the Maya comes. What Maya does is, it shows the Satchitananda where it is not, and it veils where it is. So where it is, meaning my own self, there Satchitananda is veiled, and there it creates an appearance of void, incompleteness, that's what Maya does. And in the world where it is not, it creates an appearance of it being there. And that is how the extrovert tendencies are there. These people will discuss subsequently also. But Sukrutinaha, those people whose nature it is to perform punya karma, virtuous deeds, follow the values, do good, they, in them, the devotion which is natural becomes manifest, becomes evident, and the extent of devotion or the degree of devotion will be dependent upon the purification of heart. To what extent our mind is pure, to that extent, such qualities as Shraddha Bhakti, the, the Shraddha, the faith, devotion, all of these will become evident to the extent that our heart has become free from Raga and Dvesha, Rajas and Tamas. <coughs> so, Artaha, Jignasuhu, Arsarsi, the representative said, the gradation. The first level is Artaha, a person remembers God only when he is in a dire need, in a great distress, and finds no way out. Then he grows into the second level of devotee, becomes an Arsarsi, then remembers Ishwara whenever he is in need. Third level, he becomes a Jignasu. He recognizes a need for knowledge. So, we will see this kind of a gradation in our own life also as we grow. So, that there is a desire for knowledge. That is a very great thing. 
the desire for knowledge is there in a mind which enjoys sattva. And then that jignasu or the one who is desirous for knowledge ultimately culminates to jnani into the wise person. So the wise then, so very interesting thing here is that Lord Krishna says that my bhakta is jnani. So here jnani means the person having knowledge. So the fourfold devotees are there of which the fourth devotee is jnani or the wise person. Meaning that Bhagavad Gita does not see the distinction between a wise person and a bhakta. Now, then the question is, are all the devotees equal to you, Lord? Are all of them equal? You say they are all my devotees, does it mean that they are all equal to you? Lord Krishna says no. And so, the next one tells us, Tesham jnani nitya yukta Ekabhaktir vishishyate Priyohi jnani nottyartham Aham sachamam apriyaha Tesham, among these four, Jnani, Nitya Yuktaha, Eka Bhaktihi. So this Jnani, the wise person, is Nitya Yuktaha, always united to me, Eka Bhaktihi, and always devoted to me alone, Eka Bhaktihi. So, now other people are not Nitya Yuktaha, and Aneka Bhaktaha. Other people are now and then what they call the part-time devotees, you know, and the full-time devotee. So other people are part-time devotees. The person in distress becomes a devotee when the distress comes. When distress goes away, when everything is okay, then he forgets God. Then he gets along with his life. The person who remembers God when he's in need, well, he becomes devotee at that time. And when that need is over, again, he is what he is. So therefore, those other people also love Ishwara, no doubt about that, now and then. But they love other things also. Basically, in fact, they approach Ishwara not for the sake of Ishwara. They approach Ishwara to fulfill some of their desire, that's all. So they call Sakam Bhaktaha. The first three Bhaktas, Arthaha, Arsarthi and Jignasu are called Sakam Bhaktaha. Meaning devotees having kamna or desire. So they always have some agenda in going to Ishvara. They have some, some agenda is to fulfill. Of this also Jignasu is fine. Because the one who wants to know the Lord, well to him he has recognized that the Lord is the most important one in my life and I want to know him. <coughs> but this Artha and Artharthya are definitely people who are utilitarians and therefore they approach the Lord to the extent that the Lord is useful Otherwise, so therefore, they are not the ekabhakti, nitya yuktaha. Now and then they are united to Ishwara, what they call part-time devotees. 6.30 in the morning, for half an hour, 20 minutes, 6.30 in the evening. And then rest of the time, we go on with the life. And some people even compartmentalize like this. I'm a devotee as long as I'm in puja room. Don't talk of this devotion when I'm in business place, you know. He's a different person. 
So then he says, this is business. And then uh, that won't work here. That's all not practical. So as long as therefore it is not clear to us what it is that we want in our life, all this shows only lack of viveka, lack of discrimination, lack of discerning what it is that I want in life. And therefore due to that maya, still things continue to attract me, continue to fascinate me. And therefore, Ishwara is all right, but then I still must have my position and my recognition, my name, fame, recognition, wealth. All of these must be there, and then Ishwara also must be there. The Ishwara is there as long as he becomes favorable to, for me to acquire those things. And if Ishwara consistently becomes not favorable, then he is also in a, in a precarious situation. He can be, he can be dismissed. But still, Lord Krishna, among, therefore Lord distinguishes here, Lord Krishna distinguishes the devotees, Tesham Gnani Nityuktaha. Among them, the wise person Nityuktaha, always united with me. Now this is important, always united with me. When is it possible for someone to be always united as Ishwara? If Ishwara is different from me, then it is not possible for me to be always united with him. If Ishwara is different from me, then I can be united with Ishwara as long as I think of him. Because if it's different from me, then it's possible that I can, I can think of Ishwara, I can think of something else also. So only as long as Ishwara is in my thought, so long I am united. And when Ishwara is not in my thought, I am not united. But Nitya Yukta, when can I be always united? When my, unite, my union with Ishwara does not depend upon thought. When it's something that is natural, spontaneous, or with, if effortless. This is nitya. Nitya means always. Something cannot be always if it involves an effort. Because there is always a limit to the extent of my effort and the duration of my effort. Meaning that if I am united with Ishwara, as long as I have to make an effort, then when the effort is not made, I am not united. So this nitya, nitya yukta means that, that union with the Ishwara should be effortless. That alone it can be nitya, it can always, it can always be there. And when can it be? It can only be when Ishwara is my very self. As long as Ishwara is thought to be different from me so long, that union cannot be nitya, it cannot be all the time. And therefore, so here Lord Krishna says, Jnani, the wise person is the one who knows Ishwara as his very self. <clears throat> Therefore, nitya yukta tattva vitva so tattva vitva so therefore Lord Krishna said kaschin maam veti tattvataha a rare person knows me in my reality in reality what I am so Vedantin will say that one is known Ishwara properly, correctly only when Ishwara is ultimately known as the self because if Ishwara is known as different from me, then Ishwara also becomes limited and I also become limited because I am not Ishwara and Ishwara is not I. And therefore, the, 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 the uh, most proper knowledge, Tattvataha, knowing Ishwara in the truth or in reality, is knowing Ishwara as a very self. Now, if I have to know Ishwara as very self, 
then how should Ishvara be? If my concept of Ishvara is that he has four arms, Vishankha, Chakra, Gada, Padma, you know, if that is my concept of Ishvara, then it can never be I because he has a certain form, a certain name, a certain attribute. Meaning that Ishvara with attribute can never be myself because I am already with an attribute, limited attribute, and Ishvara with attribute can never be myself. So Saguna Brahma, Brahman with attribute can never be myself. So my relationship with Saguna Brahma, my relation with Ishvara with, with attributes is always going to be in the realm of duality. As long as I look upon myself also as possessed of attributes, as long as I look upon myself also as a limited individual, as long as I have identification with my body-mind complex, and so long I look upon myself as possessed of attributes, limited attributes, so long Ishvara also remains possessed of attributes. And so long there is going to be duality between the devotee and Ishwara. The earlier bhaktas are all characterized by worshipping Ishwara in the realm of duality. And that is how it has to begin, of course. That's how it has to begin. But Jnani is the one who knows Ishwara as the very self. That means that he knows Ishwara that is beyond the attributes as his own self. So if you remember, we were saying that the concept of Ishwara that Vedanta, Bhagavad Gita presents before us is that all there is is Ishwara. He is both eminent as well as transcendent. Like an actor who pervades, he is eminent in all his roles. At the same time he transcends all the roles. And so, so Ishwara, as Lord Krishna said, the whole universe is strung into me like the beads are strung into a, into a thread. He is the self of all. He pervades everything. But at the same time, he, that means he is possessed of all the attributes. On one hand, Ishvara is possessed of all the attributes. All the names, all the forms, all the attributes he is possessed of. At the same time, he transcends all the attributes. He is possessed of all the attributes in as much as all the attributes are superimposed upon him. And therefore, when he is Saguna Brahma, or Brahman with guna or attributes. That means when the gunas are superimposed upon Brahman, it is not that he ever becomes possessed of the attributes. We look upon him through the attributes and we look upon him as Sagana Brahma. In his own nature, he always transcends every attribute. And this, the transcendental Ishvara is to be known as my own self. Because there is only one entity who is without all the attributes. You know who is it without all the attributes? Who is the one who is devoid of all the attributes? Who can be one? It can only be myself. Because whatever I know is always going to be possessed of attributes. Because my mind can only dwell in the realm of attributes, in names and forms. Then who am I? I am the very witness of my body, witness of my thoughts, a witness of all the attributes, witness of all the changes that are taking place in the world, taking place in the body, taking place in the mind, I am witness of all the changes. And the witness of all the changes has to be changeless. I am a witness of all the attributes and possessed free from all the attributes. So only one or only thing that is devoid of all the attributes, what we call nirvishya is unconditional, is my own self. And thus, when that circle is complete, you know, 
So as long as this this tarjani, so this index finger stands for jiva, jiva. These three fingers stand for the world, and this thumb stands for Ishvara. As long as this jiva is in company with the world, so long he is always away from Ishvara. Then slowly and slowly he turns towards Ishvara. When the circle is complete, that means that when there is identity between jiva and Ishvara, so jnani nitya yukta hai, he, he knows Ishvara as his own self or his own self as Ishvara. That means his own knowledge of himself is completely changed. His own perception of himself is completely changed. As long as I continue to perceive myself as a limited individual, so long it can never be that Ishwara is myself. So he's a jnani is the one who no more identifies with body, mind or intellect. One knows oneself as a witness of all of this. And just as I am the witness of this body-mind complex, I am the self of this body-mind complex, so also I am the self of all. And thus he knows himself as attributeless. So, Ishwara is known as the very self, Nitya Yukta. Eka Bhakti, he is devoted to only one. As we said earlier, other fellows are devoted to more than one. They are devoted to Ishwara also now and then, but devoted to their other ends as well. Here, Eka Bhakti, he is only devoted to one Ishwara. Eka Svin Bhagavati Eva Bhakti. Because in his vision there is nothing else. In his vision there is all that is Ishwara, and therefore his devotion also is going to be only for Ishwara because he doesn't know anything else. See, this is for the wise person. There is nothing but Ishwara. When he is the world also is with Ishwara. With himself, then also is with Ishwara, and therefore he is always united with Ishwara. And for him the object of love also is one because Ishwara is the very self. That's what Lord Krishna says. Priyohi jnana nautyartham aham sacha mama priya Priyohi jnana atyartham aham. Aham jnana atyartham priya Lord Krishna says that I am extremely dear to the, to the jnani, to the wise person. Extremely dear. The only thing that is extremely dear is my own self. In the world, we always love ourselves. Extremely dear. Other people are somewhat dear. Other things are somewhat dear. But they are dear because basically I am dear to myself. I am sure every Vedantic student knows this sentence. Atmanasukamaya sarvam priyam bhavati. Whatever is dear to me in my life is because the self is dear to me. And so as long as you are, you help me to love myself, as long as you make me feel comfortable with myself, as long as you make me feel acceptable to myself, so long I love you. You know, when we like, when is it that we like a certain person? When that person makes us feel good about ourselves. Suppose somebody comes and says, Swami, what is this? What are you talking? What are you no, no, no. Suppose starts criticizing me. I just don't, I, I'm, I don't like him because I feel very uncomfortable. So if I feel I am not accepted by somebody, if I feel that I am not respected by somebody, if somebody just by their presence, by their body language, or any language make me feel uncomfortable, not acceptable, then I might become, you know, I don't like it. I don't like that person. Even though I may like that person normally, but in that, that condition I don't like, you know. 
when that person makes bad, don't talk to me right now. You know, that's it. Because the way you are acting, you are making me feel uncomfortable. You are coming in my way of my love for myself. So I, there is a constant love affair going on with my own self. And as long as you help me do that, Swami, you are so wonderful, you are so nice, I feel good. And so long, I love you. I love you because you help me love myself. But if you somehow criticize me, and then I become uncomfortable with my own self, then I don't love, because I actually don't love myself. By result, I don't love you, I don't want you. It is as simple as that. All this I am saying so that from now on we can observe these things. That, you know, all of these are very practical things. Moment to moment these are happening in our life. How come we like certain people? How come we dislike some people? How come I, our likes and dislikes keep changing also? Why is it so? Then, if you observe, this one thing will be common. Who do I like? One who makes me feel good about myself. All I am seeking in my life is to, be, to feel good about myself. I love, I, I, you know, I am finding to just accept myself. I am finding to be comfortable with myself. I am finding to love myself. That's all I want. And whoever helps me do that also becomes an object of love. Therefore, the, the, the one that is most loved by people is a pet. Because that pet never talks back, you know. We love our children as long as they are infant. We love them. You see, you can always see mothers always, you know, one and a half, two. Once it becomes terrible too and starts raising his head, then little discomfort comes. And it increases and increases and increases. By the time the child becomes four or five and then says, uh, uh, My son, will you please switch off the TV? Do I have to? <laughs> I mean, it says that. And then it becomes teenager and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> By the time eighteen, then, then we are happy, you know, that he also goes, we are also left, he is also happy. Why is it so? What we want is, we do not want any demand upon ourselves. What I want is to be accepted unconditionally. That's what I love. If somebody accepts me unconditionally, I'm happy. The only one that can do is that pet. The dog accepts me unconditionally. Unconditional love people get from the dogs. And so children, everybody goes away, including spouse also maybe, but not the dog, because unconditional love. Infant on one hand, a pet on the other hand. <clears throat> but all of this shows that what we are seeking in life is just to be comfortable with ourselves, to be pleased with ourselves. And whatever creates an atmosphere when I can be pleased with myself, that person, atmosphere, thing, being, situation, time, place, all of that becomes an object of my love. As long as it remains, as long as it facilitates my comfort with myself. So, all of this means that my love for anybody and everybody is always conditional. My love for myself is unconditional. I unconditionally love myself. Under any conditions, I always love myself. 
as Swami says, the first thing this person does when he wakes up and goes to the bathroom is look at his face. <laughs> While brushing also looks at his face. After shower also he looks at the face. And whatever, he looks at the face. All, he never gets tired of looking at his face. Any kind of a shining or reflecting surface, he never looks, needs opportunity to look at himself. If you are in New York City, in lunchtime you take a walk and you can see these ladies, you know, walking, because they're all, you know, these buildings are all glass and steel. So they reflect you. So now and then you see, all of a sudden somebody stopping, all of a sudden, what happened? Takes out the purse and then puts out something. <laughs> One never misses looking at oneself, never. That, that just shows what a love that is. That is love for this face, which is not the most lovable thing anywhere still. Then what to talk about love for the self? The idea is that love for myself is unconditional. Says Panchadashi that that shows the Atma must be of the nature of Ananda. Because because it is always the object of love, unconditional love. Says Brahmadarnika Upanishad that this self is dearer than my son. Dearer than my wealth, dearer than everything. Because son seems to be some very special entity in Vedayananda, he's always dear. But this is dearer than my son also. Now, Eka Bhakti, so therefore Lord Krishna says, Priyohi Jnanotyartam Aham, I am extremely dear to the wise person, because the wise person knows me as his own self. Meaning that for the wise person, I become the object of unconditional love. Such a mama priya and he also is extremely dear to me. And therefore, Vishishyade, Lord Krishna says, the jnani bhakta hai, the devotee who is wise, Vishishyade, atirichyade, he excels among all the four. Among all the four devotees, the jnani, the wise person excels. So this morning we are giving you the examples standard examples in our scriptures. We said that Draupadi or Gajendra, the examples of Artha Bhakta. Very. And then Dhruva is said to be Artharji Bhakta. This child Dhruva, he went to forest to perform the penance. But when Lord appeared before him, he wanted kingdom. He later on regretted for the whole of his life. He regretted, why did I ask of this? Why did I ask for this? So he lives in that world which is called Dhruva Loka. And this is just a story. They say that when anybody goes to see him there, always weeping. So why am I here? Why did I ask of this, you know, from the Lord? I am separated from the Lord, you know, but he asked for it. Arsarthi. Sugriva, he also was friend of Lord Rama for the sake of kingdom. Vibhishana, also friend of Rama for the sake of kingdom. They are called the Arsarthi Bhaktas. Great Bhakta devotees was the Artharsi. The associated relation with the Lord was because they wanted to fulfill a certain agenda. <coughs> Jignasu. Arjuna, of course, is Jignasu Bhakta. Uddhava is a Jignasu Bhakta. Those who want to know the Lord. And Jnani. Well, we know King Janaka is a Jnani. Sanaka is a Jnani. And so, they are all wise people. And the other bhaktas, oh, then the devotees are in a fifth category. They call it Panchama Purusharda. This, this is for your information. 
વિનો ચતુર્વિધ પુરુષાર્થ વિનો ફોર ફોર પુરુષાર્થ પંચમ પુરુષાર્થ દેટ કોલ લવ સો દેર આર ધી અધર વન્સ લાઈક પ્રહલાદ લાઈક ધ ગોપીઝ યુ નો ધ કાઉહર્ડ મેડન્સ ઇન વૃંદાવન ઇન વિચ કેટેગરી વિલ દે ફોલ this cowherd maidens in vrindavan you know, they they were all illiterate or they were i i, I don't know their education background but it's very little they never went to any teacher but then they they loved the lord and so they also knew the lord on account of their extreme love what we it's all included in the gnani bhakta those people who know the lord is a very self <coughs> so then for lord krishna says here the gnani vishishyade gnani vishishyade the wise person excels among all of them <clears throat> but lord when you say that the wise person is the most exalted among them does it mean other people are not no they are also good they are also good that is said in the next verse in the verse 18 ઉદારા સર્વ એ વૈતે જ્ઞાનીત્વાત્મૈવ મે મતમ આસ્થિત સહિયુક્તાત્માનુત્તમ ગતિમ Udaraha sarve eva no no all of these are exalted all of these are great people all of these are noble people lord krishna says all of these are noble i love oh lord you only only love this gnani bhakta do you do not love others no i love all of them they are all great they are all noble because they are my devotees therefore they are noble lord krishna says it cannot be that i do not love my devotee always love next question is Lord you only love your devotees you do not love others you are declare you declare that you are the mother and you are the father and your grandfather of this whole creation that means all the living beings are your children now you say that you love these devotees first you said the wise person is the most exalted now is udaraha sarva others also i love because they are my devotees but what about others you don't love them no that will be partial lord krishna says, i love everybody because it is my nature love is very nature of lord krishna lord ishvara in fact krishna means akarshadi akarshadi even who attracts everyone to himself is called krishna krishna means everyone also the krush means also to plow like we plowing the fields so one who plows and pulls away all the sins and ignorance from the hearts of devotees is called krishna or vanu akarshanam vanu pulls and attracts everyone towards himself is also called krishna so krishna or ishvara means of the nature of love and therefore it cannot be that he loves someone and does not love others then why does lord krishna here seem to indicate that he loves his devotees and there also the love seems to be in, in gradation he seems to love the gnani the most and jignasu the next and arthati the next and arthur the next why this kind of difference it is not that he loves them differently except that i mean his love or his grace is equally available to everybody 
it is the extent to which we can receive that. So therefore what we call patra radhi, the, the yogyata, to what extent a person has is prepared to be able to receive. I mean, when we go to the ocean, the water is all there. How much water shall we get? Depends upon our container. If you take this little pot, you know, then this is the amount of water you'll get. Take this one, you'll get that much water. Take a bigger vessel, you get that much water. It is not the ocean says that, you know, oh, you are, uh, you seem to be a Vaishya, therefore you can get less. You are a Brahmana, so you get no such thing. But then, depends upon how much we are ready to receive. As the sun would say that, my light is equal available to everybody. And still it is possible that some homes can be dark if their windows are not open. So that much we have to do is to open the window to let the sunlight flood in. That is our part. So this is very often debated. You say that Ishwara always showers his grace upon everybody. Then how come everybody does not feel? Because some kind of an initiative is required on the part of the person also. But Lord Swamiji, you say that Ishwara is all-knowing. He knows what I want. Why do I have to ask for it? He knows what I want. He knows what you want. And still, that we have to ask for it. Because I said, the sun shines equally for everybody, but we have to open the window of our, our house, then alone the light can come in, and so also, we have to do that much. That much is expected. And so that much apeksha or expectation is there. So all it means is that those who are devotees of the Lord are those who open their heart for the grace of the Lord to flow into them and others have not. That's the only difference. Otherwise, His grace or krupa is available to everybody. <coughs> so, Lord Krishna, Udaraha Sarve Evayet All of these are indeed noble because they are my devotees. Jnani tu atmaeva. However, then why do you say that the wise person is the dearest to you? Because he is my own self. Jnani tu atmaeva iti me matam. This is my matam. This is my opinion. That wise person is my own self. You mean others are not yourself? On one hand you say that Ishwara alone is. On the now it says that wise person is myself. Other wise person not yourself. No. The only difference is that wise person knows that he is the self of the Lord and Lord is his self. Other people just do not know. That's the only difference. So you can see knowledge and ignorance make such an amount of difference that we are simply deprived of what we could have in our life because of ignorance. So jnani matam, as far as jnani is concerned, wise person is concerned, he knows me his own self and therefore he is my own self. And everybody loves their own self dearly. So the wise person also I love most dearly. Or let us put it this way, the wise person experiences my grace in the all in the max total amount. Other people just do not experience. Somebody said that when you're walking in the rain, you know, how come the rain doesn't fall on you? You wanted to walk in the rain so you can enjoy the rain. And how come you know, rain is not falling on you because your window, your umbrella is open, you know. So open umbrella, this fellow is walking in the rain and then complaining. Look at this rain. See, everybody is enjoying the rain and I am not enjoying it. Just close your umbrella. That's all it means. So, so also, the rain 
of Ishvara's grace is always there. If we have the umbrella of our ego, then we seem to be deprived of that. And that much is expected out of us. That whatever obstacle is there is to be removed. And so, close the umbrella of the ego, you might say, and then experience. So, wise person is the one who has completely closed the umbrella. Other fellows have closed it partially. This person has completely closed the umbrella. Therefore, matam. He is my very self. <coughs> this is my matam. This is my opinion. Oh, this is my knowledge. This is what I have to say. This is the reality. This is the truth. Now, what is, again, what is the, another uniqueness about the wise person? Lord Krishna says, Asthitasya yuktatma maamevanuttamam gatim because for the wise person, I am the anuttamam gatim. Gatim means the goal. Anuttama means that which cannot be surpassed, which cannot be improved upon. So for the wise person, I am the only goal. So right from the beginning, how did he become wise to begin with? Because he set out on the path where he looked upon me as his ultimate goal and the only goal. Anuttama. Uttama means best. Anuttamam is that which cannot, that which is, cannot be improved upon, and therefore unsurpassable, the most exalted. For the wise person, I am the most exalted goal. I am the only goal. That's all the wise person wanted, and that is why he has gotten this. If you remember, on the very first day we said, Yame Vaishavrunate Tenalabhya. The one who chooses Ishwara, by that one, the Ishwara can be attained. Before such a devotee, Ishwara reveals his own self. So there is a question of choosing him in our life. That's what Lord Krishna says, Asthita Sayyuktatma. The Yuktatma, one who is always focused or always joined with me, one whose mind is always focused in me. Asthita, he has set out. Maameva Anuttamam Gadim. For this person, I am the only gati, the only goal, the only end that is seeking. So for the wise person, I am the only end. He does not want anything other than me. <coughs> so this is called choosing. You know, in the olden days, we used to have the swayamvara. There was a system where a princess would choose her own, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, the own uh, groom. She would choose. So this also is in India, everything used to be there. It's not that always the, the woman had, uh, they used to say that the cow and the girl, you know, they always go wherever they are led. In Gujarat it is said that the cow and the girl, the daughter, both of them always go where they are led, you know. Now this is in Gujarati. Dikri and a guy, dore meaning Dikri means the daughter. Guy means a cow, they go wherever they are led. Today it has changed. It has changed completely. These days it is said that this cow and the daughter, both of them go where they want to go. Because in Amdava there are cows and cows everywhere, you know, and therefore they don't go where you want them to go. They come right in the middle of the road and they sit where they want to sit. And I guess that must be experience with daughters also, I do not know. But then there was... But there used to be a very special occasion when you, this, this princess, who was very well known, would choose her own groom, her own fiancé, whatever you call it, a groom. 
and the princess would come from all over and this this princess comes out and which accompanied with a couple of friends and they will describe who this prince is and then princess will look at him proceed further okay proceed further look at him then finally that varamala that mala let's call varanam let's go choosing but she can choose only one no so many princes are there you can only choose one no more in the life lot of choices are there so many things are there dharma artha kama lots of things are there we can choose one otherwise you can now here and there and there that doesn't work this fellow is digging you know for he digging a well for what water he dug for 15 20 feet he didn't get it start as well doesn't get it here if you keep on doing that you will never get it keep digging and digging and digging how long should i dig until you get water that's all but he got water right away but depends on where you where what kind of soil you have in some place where near a river you'll get water in about 15 feet if you are in desert of rajasthan you have to go to 500 feet or even 900 feet who knows doesn't matter there is water in there so that is called a total commitment this wise person is the one that he has become wise but he had this discerning he is the viveka that all that he wants is nothing but ishwar he will not settle for anything less than that knowing fully well that all what my heart is seeking is nothing but limitless and anybody who settles for limited will know will find out that no there is not enough then again he will go for another goal so lord krishna said the wise person is the one who wants me nothing else while talking about the swayamvara there was this very famous swayamvara of one princess whose name was damayanti and she was very very famous and she already had in mind who she was going to choose this this person called nala you know so he was going to be chosen because she had already heard about him and, and then also they, you see they would they organize this kind of functions to make a show that you know everybody is but ultimately see all in mind in her mind who she is going to actually choose but she was so famous that some of the devutas also were interested in damayanti and therefore they heard that damayanti has already decided to offer varmala to this nala so what should we do these devutas four of them they decide also to go to this swayamvara but they can be chosen only if they were nala they appear like nala so they all of the all four may create an appearance of nala they all look, you know they change their form to look like nala raja so now there are five of them so she's going you know and then the princess the friend said nala raja is looks like that here but there are five of them so she says now who am i going to offer this mala now then the friends were very smart this this you know so they told the damayanti look at them the devutas are those who all who do not uh, what do you call them the uh, they do not wink the devutas do not wink and the humans wink so whoever of the five whoever winks is the true nalaraja the others who do not wink they are false nalaraja she saw and the mala was offered but this is how life is sometimes maya may present all kinds of things you know and then we have to be very careful what we want to choose if you are not careful make wrong choices then again you can be distracted so we ek bhakti hai 
Mameva Anuttamam Gatim. All that the wise person wanted is always is nothing but me. And therefore, he set out that way. Ultimately, the goal is complete when he has known me as his own self. And therefore, he is my own self. He knows me as his own self. And I, of course, know everybody is myself. For Lord Krishna, everybody is the self. But for the wise person alone, Lord Krishna or Lord Ishwara is the self. And therefore, I said here, Arjuna, this jnani is the most exalted of all of them. And this wisdom or the knowledge is praised in the next verse. Lord Krishna extols this knowledge. Bahunam Janmanamante Janavan Mam Prapadyate Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudulavaha Bahunam Janmanamante at the end of many births Pinyanavan Mam Prapadyate the wise person attains me. As a result of, at the end of many births, the wise person attains me. This is very important. That this is a culmination. It is not that this person became wise just like that. It is a culmination of the effort that has been made over any number of births. And so we should know that this is an ongoing process. None of us started just from this birth. It is not an accident that there is this, there is a liking for Bhagavad Gita, it is that there is a liking for the knowledge. It is not an accident. As I say, it is just coming down. And we have accumulated this. So, Bahunam Janmanamante. As a result of, at the end of many, many births. In each birth also we accumulate a little bit of purity. So, what is most important, what we call Antahakana Shuddhi, the purification of mind. The purification of mind, as you said, is the result of punya karma, sat karma, or the virtuous actions. And having done this over number of births, in every birth we accumulate a little bit of purity, a little bit of purity, a little bit of purity, and thus a little bit of knowledge, and our knowledge also, our viveka, meaning our discernment also becomes clearer and clearer. The vairagya also becomes stronger and stronger. So viveka, vairagya, Shamadi Shatka Sampatti, the inner wells, beginning from Shama, Dhamma. Shama means the tranquility of the mind. Dhamma means the self-control. Titiksha means endurance. Shraddha means the, the faith or the, the trust. All of these inner wells also keeps on slowly and slowly become flowering more and more. And this, this process is going on over a number of births. This is what Bhagavad Gita says. This seventh chapter, the sixth chapter also Lord Krishna said, Aneka Janma Samsiddha Tato Yati Paramgatim Being perfected over a number of births, then ultimately he reaches the final, reaches the final goal. Then in sixth chapter, Arjuna asks this question, O Lord, if a person has dedicated himself or herself to this pursuit of knowledge or to attainment of you, and suppose now the life comes to an end and he has not reached his goal. What happens to that person? If as all other faiths say that this is the only birth that you have. So all those religions, 
that originated in Middle East, you know, all of them say that this is only birth. All those traditions that originated in India, they always, they believe in the law of karma and they believe in the continuity of birth, continuity of life. Just as, the, as far as matter is concerned, there is no birth and no death, that matter just changes the form, so also life changes the form, from one embodiment to another. This is what all the traditions that were evolved in India, this is what they believe. It means that the spiritual progress or perfection is a result of the work done over a number of months. One lifetime is never enough. One lifetime is, it is recognized that one lifetime is not enough to attain this perfection, to what we call complete the process of self-growth. That doesn't mean that. So Swamiji, all right, thank you very much, you know. You say one lifetime, then all right, we'll continue in the next lifetime. But we don't know that. We do not, no, see, we say that this itself is the culmination of any number of births. So it is not that this lifetime is not the last life. What we, our endeavor is going to be to make this as the last birth. That should be the commitment. But the point is that, suppose one does not complete the journey. What happens? Arjuna asks this question. Lord Krishna says, there is nothing to worry about. Partha Nevehanamutra Vinasastasya vidyate nahi kalyanakatkasit durgatim tadgatsati. Hey, hey Arjuna, the one who has sat on this path and thus who has commenced living the life of the inner growth, the self growth, one who has commenced the life of, of devotion and pursuit of knowledge, one who has commenced the life of accumulating or performing the good actions and thus invoking the goodness within oneself. So one who has this value, that one wants to now have self-growth and one ultimately wants to be perfect. So one who started this process never gets to the bad lot, meaning that his journey will always continue. And we start in the next birth when we stop, where we stopped here. You don't start all over again, we have an advantage. So every time we have an advantage based on whatever it is that we have done in the past. Therefore, people are born with different preparations, different amount of purity, different amount of vivek or discernment, different people have different extent of airagi or dispassion. Everybody has it. But then the, the degree varies depending upon how much preparations we have done. Bahunam, Janmanamante, and thus at the end of many, many births, one gains this knowledge. One gains perfection or abidance in the knowledge. What's the knowledge? Vasudevaha Saramidhi. Saram Vasudevaha. All this is Vasudeva. All this means what? Sakalamidam Ahamcha Vasudevaha. All of this and I also is Vasudeva. Vasudeva Saram. Everything is Vasudeva. When we say everything, we always show the whole world. And then I always exclude myself. But no. Sakalamidam aham chavasudevaha. All of this and I am also vasudevaha. Aham harihi saramidam janadanaha. I am hari, all of this is janadana. There is nothing other than Ishvara. And therefore, not excluding myself. Nothing other than Ishvara. And nothing other than Ishvara can be only when Ishvara is known as my own self. That means that the whole universe also is known as my own self. 
ईशावास्यम इदम सर्वम यज जगत्याम जगत वॉट एवर दर इज इन दिस यूनिवर्स इज टू बी नोन इज ईश्वरा इज टू बी नोन इज माई ओन सेल्फ बिकॉज एवरीथिंग इंक्लूड्स मी ऑल्सो इफ एवरीथिंग इज नोन इज ईश्वरा देन आई हैड नो माई सेल्फ ऑल्सो ईश्वर इफ सेल्फ इज ईश्वरा देन आई एम द सेल्फ ऑफ ऑल देर फॉर ऑल ऑफ दिस इज नोन इज नथिंग ऑफ माई ओन सेल्फ वासुदेव यू नो द मीन वर्ड वासुदेव वासु एंड देव सो वासुश्चासौ देव वासुदेव दोनों इज वासु एज वेल एज देव वासु द वर्ड इज डेरा रूट वस मीन्स टू ज्वेल सो वसदस्मिन द वन इन होम एवरीथिंग ज्वेल्स इज कॉल वासुदेव सो वन इन होम द होल यूनिवर्स ज्वेल्स इज वासुदेव ओ वसदी सर्वस्मिन द वन हु ज्वेल्स इन एवरी वन इज कॉल वासुदेव ऑल्सो सो वासुदेव मीन्स द वन हु इज द सेल्फ ऑफ ऑल और द वन who in whom the whole universe is is resting so he is tatpada as well as pramvada so vasudeva is the self of all the truth of all and devaha means the self shining so vasudeva sarvam all of this is ishvara including myself and so everything is ishvara all that is is ishvara all that is self this knowledge ultimately the wise person gains as a result of the many many births समहात्मा सुदुर्लभ लॉर्ड कृष्णा सेज दिस महात्मा इज कॉल महात्मा हु इज महात्मा महान वन आत्मा फॉर द सेल्फ इज महान ग्रेट सो महान चास आत्मा वन इज ग्रेट एज वेल एज द सेल्फ और वन नॉलेज आत्मा द सेल्फ इज दैट आई नो माई सेल्फ इज महान द लिमिटलेस सो वन नोज इम सेल्फ इज लिमिटलेस और महात्मा ऑल्सो मीन्स वन उज हार्ट इज वेरी वास्ट वन इज ऑल एकोमोडेटिव so mahatma in the practice means one of the noble souled person mahatma the noble souled one naturally this person is noble soul because he knows everything is own self whenever everything is accommodated in by himself so mahatma sudurlabah mahatma that is durlabah sudurlabah is extremely rare lord krishna says that this person this mahatma the great souled one is extremely rare <coughs> Lord Krishna, I am not rare. I am everywhere. I am not rare at all because I am everywhere. This person is rare, so I am I am available everywhere. But the one who knows me is a rare person. And thus, Lord Krishna in this verse extols the knowledge as to how most exalted this knowledge is, because knowing the Lord as the very self knows the whole universe also as one's own self. and thus all the duality whatever is completely erased it is not there to begin with but it is only due to ignorance when the ignorance is gone then there is total elimination of duality tasmat sat sarvam abhavat by virtue of this knowledge one becomes everything so remember how the chapter started yajnatva neha bhuyo nyat jnatavyam avashishyate knowing which here nothing remains to be known Knowing Vasudeva, you know everything. Vasudeva Sarvam. When Vasudeva is known, Sarvam is known, because Vasudeva or Ishvara alone is everything. He is both the material cause as well as efficient cause. He is the very self. He alone is, and therefore, knowing Ishvara, one knows everything. That way, the wise person who knows Ishvara as a self knows everything. <coughs> so here, the pratigya, the proposition is also complete. So 
Lord Krishna had said earlier also, Jnanam, Teham Sa Vijnanam. I'll tell you Jnanam as well as Vijnanam. So we can say that up to verse 13, Lord Krishna revealed his nature, that is all Jnanam. After the verse 14, then Lord Krishna talked about Vijnanam, his Bhakti. So then discussion of Bhakti started from the verse 14, Daivihyesha Gunamai Mahamaya Duratya. From that on, up to this verse 19, we can say, is all Vijnanam. And in subsequent verses also, Lord Krishna will continue to talk about Vijnanam. What's the means of gaining the knowledge? So in those verses, Lord Krishna revealed Vijnanam, what's the nature of Ishvara? And here, the means of attaining the Ishvara. So Vijnanam is the aim, Vijnanam is a means. That's how also this chapter is, is arranged here. Okay. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashashyade Om Shanti 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 Harihi O